Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. If you are new, one of our new subscribers or new downloaders, then uh, let me introduce myself. I am Ross. I am the host of Man on the Coast podcast. And joining me for the past four years, we have uh, Adam, Scott Allen. He is an Everton fan. Hello, Adam. Hello. And we have Tom Lana. He is a Portsmouth fan. All right. There's normally um, a guy called Greg and a guy called Colin, but they are unavailable this evening. Um Tonight is our four-year anniversary of the podcast. It's I didn't ever think we'd make it to four years, chaps. I don't know about you guys. I, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I, I, I've wanted to quit since day one. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but we've, in those four years, we've expanded to an extra time show. We've won an award. We've had... Uh, over 383 hours worth of podcasts, um, almost 500,000 downloads. So if you've downloaded or contributed to the podcast or the website in any way, then thank you very much. Uh, we shall get on with what we normally do. What we normally do is talk about Premier League football Dribble. in the main. Dribble! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Let's start at the bottom because that's more fun. Um, Aston Villa, just one more <laughs> game and they're down, aren't they? Well... Hopefully. They've been down since about September, haven't they, really? <laughs> it just, just needed to be official. Since the second game talking of about, the season. Talking about things that have taken four years for us. <laughs> yeah, this has been a long-running thing of mine. It's finally happened. There's 15 points to play for. They can... Well, they can't, can they? Definitely. No, no, they're down. Oh, amazing. 16 points, yeah. minus 41 goal difference. 33 games played. They've lost eight awful, absolutely awful. They've lost eight games in a row and scored three goals in those games. <laughs> at least that derby team that went down with record points low looked like they were trying. At least they were, it was just yeah. a level above them. This lot seems to have just given up completely from about September onwards. And derby were new in the Premier League, so Villa have been there for ages trying to build a team and failing. <laughs> Yeah, Derby was kind of a fluke promotion, wasn't it? Didn't expect to get promoted. Yeah, it wasn't part of the plan. Yeah, they weren't prepared. Villa have known no. what this league's like for a long time now. Was it Burnley-esque? Yeah, basically. We've all, seen, we've all seen teams accidentally get promoted. Yeah. <laughs> they, just seemed, they seemed to be one of those teams who were just going to get worse and worse and worse until they got relegated, like say, like Wigan did. Yes. Just got worse every single year, like Swansea are doing. Mm. Yeah. Like Everton are doing at the moment as well, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, until they get relegated, and I don't understand what you're talking about. Well, I know that one. It's impossible, isn't it? It's against the laws of physics. There's a Villa fan at work who seems to believe that... There's a Villa fan? <laughs> Apparently so, yeah. He's very confident that they'll just bounce back next season and if then they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I said that bounce 14, 15 years ago. <laughs> I'd be worried they might never bounce. They just won't hit the bottom. Yeah, they're going to plummet 
because there's there's literally no fight in this team, and who's going to want to take players off them on some of the wages that they're earning? But I did see an interesting point on that on on some podcast or other where they were talking about these players are so bad, and a lot of them are. You say players that are earning wages, but I think most of them aren't there anymore. That's part of the problem. True. In, yeah. So these players are so bad that maybe they are championship level, and no one's. It's not like <laughs> when. Um, but it's not quite the example. It's not like when when West Ham went down, for example, and they kept older players, or, mm, or Newcastle, or Newcastle. Yeah, when you thought that maybe they could have been in trouble because all these players would have left, and actually, the chairman there was able to keep hold of them. Mm. It's not going to be a case of of there's wanting no, to cash no, out. There's no one to no one to sell. The amount of times I've heard, the amount of people keep going on about Jack Grealish. What's what's he ever done? <laughs> He can't well, even get in the squad. Oh, he's on the bench. Absolutely nothing. He's one of the most overrated youngsters. He's, <laughs> he's just... If he, he can't even get in the Villa squad, yeah. Villa like, first team squad... Just, <laughs> Scott Sinclair starting ahead of him and Kieran Richardson on the left wing. There we Kieran go. Kieran Richardson. <laughs> I didn't even know that was still a thing. <laughs> so they played Bournemouth this weekend. Bournemouth beat them. It finished 2-1. Made it more sound better for Villa than it actually was, but... Bournemouth dominated, 60% possession, 12 shots. And that's a that's a ball of team that just lost four nil and three nil. Bournemouth on the other hand, loving life in the Premier League. 41 points, well saved. Damn. Yeah, three points behind champions Chelsea. You would you could say they're on the beach, apart from the fact they literally live on a beach. <laughs> yeah, they've got nowhere to go. Got no excuse. They're going skiing. <laughs> We mentioned Newcastle. They kept hold of their players last time they went down. Um, a few of these players will be thinking about leaving this time around, do you think? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Perez Even, definitely. I can, see, I can see a few of them, if, well, if, if they do get down, a few of them like Townsend and Shelby staying till January, then realising I can play in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, why am I doing this in the Championship? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've got players like Ronaldo and Sissoko who look like they wanted to leave since the minute they signed as well. And, do you blame them? Not really, no. It's, it's just the squad completely lacking of fight as well, I suppose. Surely players like surely players like Shelby must have must have clauses in their contract about relegation, surely. Like a low transfer release. Whether, whether they be release clause or whether they be um, wage reduction. Well, you'd hope for Newcastle's sake it's wage reductions. <laughs> it needs to be. But then I suppose you could, potentially, I don't know how how good these people's agents are but if Newcastle wanted Shelby and he's thinking they look like they look like they were going it's not like they weren't in the bottom three it's not like they plummeted <laughs> no. he knew what he was signing up for maybe that's not there maybe he insisted it wasn't yeah possibly I mean they're in dire, dire straits Saints just beat them a canter this weekend Shane Longskull he literally just walked through four defenders and put it past the keeper like they weren't there um Dariyama injured himself in the 40th minute trying to stop a break uh, which led to the second goal it was just so easy for Saints and Newcastle have shown a little bit more than Villa this year but not a lot more really not recently no. Southampton are really going to miss the six points they always get from playing Sunderland and Newcastle at home it's going to put them firmly in mid-table that is it must be the travelling yeah it's a long way actually that's a long journey um, yeah, Saints are definitely safe at seventh. They're looking at, uh, they're still chasing that fifth place. I 
think, but they've they've played a few games more than Man United and one more than West Ham, so they'll be happy with seventh place, won't they? After another season of uh, last summer was a bit of upheaval and players in and out. Does anyone ever chase fifth place? <laughs> um, I don't know. It seems to be a scrap between Man United and Man City this season, doesn't it? But maybe they yeah. can get out of that fifth place into the fourth one. Who knows? The unfortunate one's going to finish fifth. <laughs> uh, let's talk about who's, who's next bottom. Sunderland, they played this weekend, and they didn't fare great either, did they? Well, they were playing the uh, Champions-elect. True, it took a while, didn't it, for Sunderland to break them down, uh, Leicester to break them down, and then uh, equally just getting that last second winner, or uh, it make it even more comfortable to rob you of some money, Tom, as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Jamie Vardy. Leicester, Leicester, Leicester 1-0 seemed a safe bet. Yeah, it seems to be 5-6. It's the last four games 1-0. Yeah. Someone underestimated the ineptitude of Sunderland. <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I want to say that all three of those clubs are down now, but Norwich look shaky. I think that I think they are considering Norwich. Norwich have a Norwich play Sunderland at home next week. I think. Oh wow! Okay. That could, yeah, that's that's going to doom all three of them, isn't it? If Norwich win, win that, win that, and it's done, isn't yeah, it? That's it's over then. <laughs> wow! But yeah, Leicester, top of the table. How many points clear are they now? Seven points clear. With what five games to go? Yeah, <laughs> they've only they've only lost three games. That is mental. That, that's ridiculous. Speaking, speaking of things that are done, even in a season, time where, race. Even in a season where Chelsea aren't at their best, or if City were at their best and Chelsea were at their best, they'd, they'd still be in the top three, wouldn't they? With this sort of form they've had this year. Yeah, you only lose three games, like Tom says. That is incredible. I mean, Spurs have only lost four, but they've, they've drawn 11, which they've is... They've drawn a lot. Yeah, that's Spurs' problem. Um, Leicester are going to be champions, and they're going to... What, get a, are they going to be seeded for the Champions League? I think so. Oh, my God. So they're going to be... Surely, if you've won the Premier League, you have to be seeded, don't you, surely? Oh, yeah. Or is it done on European coefficients? Because they won't have one, will they? Uh, no, when was the last time... I can't remember the last well, time. Well, in the last five years, I think. So I don't, I don't know if, if Leicester can remember the last time they were in Europe. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. If it was you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. They're inevitably going to get kicked out of the Champions League as because they won't have a clue what to do with the paperwork. There'll just be some sort of <laughs> some sort of registration anomaly. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Man United will qualify automatically. Robert Hoof won't. Robert Hoof won't be eligible to play. <laughs> They'll play him anyway. Jamie Vardy would have had an outstanding conviction that they've played him all season. He's not allowed to play. And... Yeah, champions, Leicester City. I don't. Is that the craziest thing? Well, it must be the craziest thing that's happened in our four years of podcasting. It's they the craziest thing that's ever happened. It's the craziest thing that's ever happened in the Premier League, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, it's above well, Blackburn, it's, it's, isn't it? Yeah. This is, but that Blackburn win had money behind it at a time when there wasn't money, but in as much money in football. Yeah, that was that was when you could. Um, those were the days when a local millionaire could buy up, could could own his local club, mm. and if he wanted to pay the money, he could finance, he could bankroll them to 
hopefully success. Yeah. I mean, those days are gone now. Yes, very much so. Yeah, they can compete with the All Barons and the like, but it, 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 it's incredible what's happened because we've said all season not a lot of money was spent on this team and they've got players like Vardy from non-league and scouts have pulled a blinder finding Mares and uh, N'Golo Kante people like that it's, there's there's no reason for these players to leave in the summer unless they get offered ridiculous money elsewhere well I'd, I'd, if if Juventus or Barcelona come in for you I don't think Mares is staying no he's already, he's been a bit uh, wishy-washy on his comments isn't he about staying in the first but doesn't that feel a little bit lazy? For, oh, he's doing really well now. Barcelona must be after him. Yeah, more like Liverpool, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Barcelona. If he, goes, if he goes, if he leaves, if he wins the league and then leaves and goes to Liverpool, there's something wrong in his head. <laughs> goes to a mid-table club from a championship uh, champions winning team. <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't know because I would say that. I'll, I'll put it out there now, but I think that this Leicester team won't even won't finish in Europe, European places next season. No, yeah, I'm firm. I think we're all in agreement on that. I think this is a complete I, anomaly. But I think they're they're a really good team. That's exactly that. Yeah. The players aren't that great. Um, I think if you went out and bought Leicester players now, as someone who was looking to strengthen as a higher team, you you're going to get your fingers burnt. I think the only one you could possibly rely on fully is Michael. Perhaps, yeah. Because he's been incredible this season. Um, um, we sold him to Leicester for £1 million. <laughs> what a bargain that was for Leicester. <laughs> but the rest of that is all about team ethic. Yeah, players like and Danny Drinkwater being been there for a long being time. Dr- being drilled, knowing your job, uh, being happy playing with, within your role yeah. and just fun- being a function of the team. And that's exactly the same as what you'd say for Spurs. Spurs are Leicester with better players and should should be beating them and have just been unlucky by ex- how extraordinary Leicester have been. Yeah, and Leicester have also spent their time just tricking people into thinking that it's how long does it take people to take them seriously? Yeah, into the new year, into twenty sixteen, almost certainly. And and then by the time they were taken seriously, they started winning games only one nil, and you started to think, oh, no, no, yeah. no. No, but they just kept doing it. Yeah, of their last ten games, they've won. I think six or seven of them one nil. There was a draw in there and a loss to Arsenal and a two-two draw with West Brom, and the rest of them were one nil wins. When was the last time they conceded a goal? Uh, Watford on the first of March. Uh, West Brom, sorry, two-two. If that finished, so over a month ago. One nil against Watford. One nil against Newcastle. One nil Palace. One nil Saints. Two nil Sunderland. <laughs> I mean, Spurs have been equally as good, but it's just one too many draws, isn't it? They've, they've drawn two games uh, more than Leicester have and lost that one extra as well. But they put Man United to the sword yesterday. What, five, five, six minutes? Well, they just absolutely tore Man United apart and made them look very average. What I would say is, if I was a, a Spurs fan, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be giving up all the hope that we've got. I'd have, there's still a glimmer and just a tiny, tiny glimmer. But well, Leicester have, have still got Man United and Chelsea away. Mm. Well, it's, it's not just that they play West Ham next week. Yeah, yeah. they lose to West. Before, they? they lose to West Ham, and then you've just got to hope that 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 they bottle it. Spurs have got to start I mean, with West Brom, 
uh, Chelsea and Saints as the next four. I, I mean, we've seen that. we've seen bigger bottle jobs in sport than this, haven't we? Yes. So sure, yes, and we Jordan Spieth. I'm going to laugh at that, assuming it's a golf joke I don't understand. <laughs> yes, it is. It definitely is. But yeah, I mean, he, like we. I can't see the same thing happening to the Spurs next year as what we assume is going to happen to Leicester. They're going to be back in this top four next year, and probably no, because strong. Spurs because Spurs will buy better players and will be the, the only problem Spurs could have is if they lose their manager. Yes, but at the minute, because I mean Chelsea, that Chelsea job's gone. It's only Man United, isn't it? Really? Because what the thing with um, the thing with this Spurs team is that they they run and run and run and run, and that was evident in. It feels like it's been forever since I did a podcast, or so I could talk about games ages ago. <laughs> that was evident in the in the um, the Spurs Liverpool game when yeah. I, I was convinced Spurs were going to come back and win that game because I thought um, they were managing to break the press. Sometimes I thought Liverpool's pressing is going to get sloppy in this game, mm. but both of those teams just showed phenomenal fitness for that whole from all twenty two players. Yeah, and. Spurs have got that and they've got the commitment and I think part that comes from it's been instilled by the manager and they don't have any superstar players. No, not really. The players they do have, the good players and the expe- maybe sometimes even the expensive players, um, they don't have chips on their shoulders because they've had something, something's gone on to knock them down. Well, the first Whether game, that be... Lamello, he was drawn into the ground, wasn't he, as a flop? And exactly. And I think, and Christian Eriksen probably feels a little bit hard done by that he had to go to Spurs. If, in all honesty, yeah. it, this was a guy who was t- touted for much greater things, hmm. and left for Spurs just before his contract was about to run out with Ajax. Um, and then where? Where is the other Harry Kane's a homegrown boy? Yeah, Deli Ali was playing one. Only the best, aren't they? lots of young, good young players. Deli Ali just seems to get better with every every match he plays. Yeah, yeah. Rose seems to be developing into a quality left back. Yeah. Even Kyle Walker, young player of the year. <laughs> He's finally looking assured at right back, isn't he? Like not just a bombing forward right back. He's actually playing the position as he should do. The unsung hero in all of this team is Musa Dembele, though. My Spurs support friend said he's been just incredible this season. Oh, absolutely. Like I'm saying, just the running. He is non stop every single game. I'm not even sure if I want it's like the Premier Michael Doyle. <laughs> We've already mentioned Michael Doyle. But they, they, and they have that lovely balance in midfield. They have Dembele who can dribble and run at a player, and they have Deli Ali who, like you said, can, seems to be able to do everything. Can mm. that solidity in um, in Eric Dyer? Just happy to sit there, isn't it? Just guard that match ball. They've just got this. They've just got this beautiful blend where they can bring anything they want into there. Mm. So I, I think I, I generally think the next season, if as long as everything goes goes okay for them, you can fully expect to see Spurs being in amongst what will be it, hopefully. And I, 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 it sounds a bit lacking romance because people seem to love this Leicester story, but hopefully would be a strong team of the regular contenders where you could see some a genuine quality title race. Yeah, well, I think obviously Man City will be massively different next year. United may be stronger. Chelsea will be in a kind of a transition season, I think, with Conte getting rid of a bit of the old Deadwood and bringing in his players. Arsenal, you never know. They're always there, but you never know what they're going to do. 
speaking of Arsenal this weekend, they had no answer to Andy Carroll. Probably using Bellerin or Monreal to mark him from headers is not a great idea, though. He just absolutely bullied both fullbacks. He was, and, oh, and Gabriel as well. He didn't really go near Koscielny apart from when he took him down in the third minute with a quite a nasty tackle. But no, because he's not an idiot. No, exactly. He knows he Koscielny's good in the air. Let's, let's pick on the other three, and they just can't the handle him. The thing with Andy Carroll is that, and I think it was Glenn Hoddle who said it on the commentary, that at that one very specific thing, he's probably the best in the world, and you'd struggle to disagree with him. In terms of that player, yeah. Of just tall, imposing strikers like that are not around that often, really. Well, not even just that. Just you put a good a good quality ball into the box. Yeah, he would. It, I struggle to think. Of, I struggle to think of another player in world football who you'd think you'd want to be on the end of that. Maybe Ibrahimovic, Lewandowski. I still think over both of them, I'm going for Andy Carroll. In terms, yeah, in terms of just you know what you're going to get from that ball into the box. The third goal just summed it up. Antonio had one thing in mind: is to get to that byline and whip that ball back across. And Carroll just powered the header so hard at Gabriel that he had no no option but to head it into his own net. Well, it all, it, it's like sorry, it's like old school FIFA on amateur mode where you just run down the wing and cross <laughs> and head it in. Yeah. Hey, that was what I was good at FIFA. <laughs> back in the back in the day, computer with WASD as the controls. <laughs> um, How do we think that should Carroll have been on the pitch to make his hat trick though? It was an elbow, wasn't it? On um, is it Gabriel, I, I didn't. Think? I wasn't. Comp- I think it's one of those ones where I think, as Howard Webb said again, that you think he said that you probably would have given him a yellow card, mm. card if he hadn't been booked. But I think that it probably wasn't. I, I, if I was hit Andy Carroll and he was getting that as a first yellow, he'd have been annoyed about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure it is a yellow card. Well, Danny Murphy said some ridiculous things on Match of Day about foreign managers, but he also said... Just end it there. And <laughs> Danny Murphy said some ridiculous things. <laughs> we'll move on to those foreign manager quotes in a minute. But he um, yeah, he said, they, they slowed it right down and showed Cal, he didn't once look at the defender behind him. He said, you have to jump with your arms. You cannot just jump straight up in the air with your arms at the side. He's yeah, that's exactly it. Back, has he? He's used it as leverage to, to climb, basically. He's yeah. not stuck it on. I didn't think he stuck it on him. No. But what, what I was... What I would say about Andy Carroll's performance there is it's a huge stick to beat Arsene Wenger with because why not make us... Didn't change anything. Exactly. What's Giroud on with, what, just, 10 minutes to go? Just get beaten. No, but I mean, in defensively, just gets beaten the same way oh, yeah. every time. Yeah. But three times in eight minutes, just get back... <laughs> just gets completely mugged off. You've got Metasaka on the bench and Chambers, two big centre-backs. Not the quickest, fair enough, but they will challenge in the air, maybe. West Ham were desperate. were quite unlucky though. They had two, what two goals ruled out? One of them definitely unfairly. The Lanzini West Ham. Uh, West Ham are incredibly unlucky. Um, they're unlucky because um, I would argue that there's a, you could argue potentially that the equaliser Manchester United scored in the FA Cup replay shouldn't have stood. Yeah. They shouldn't have to play a game on Wednesday night to, to have that game. Um, <laughs> The penalty that Chelsea got in the last minute in their game shouldn't have been allowed. They shouldn't have had a red card against Crystal Palace. And um, those two goals, especially the first one, was definitely onside. And I think if you look across the line on Ozil's goal, he's potentially offside as well. Yeah, it's very tight, that one. This could have been 5-2 to West Ham, and that would be a, just a massive statement of intent. 
well, more than that, West Ham could have six extra points yeah. and and be in an FA Cup semi-final without having to play tomorrow night yeah. or Wednesday night. Be in fourth place <laughs> with those extra points. Ridiculous. We can skim over Palace and Norwich. Palace won their first game of the year. Um, Chelsea lost to Swansea. Don't particularly want to talk about that one either. <laughs> I accept, except for the fact that it's ridiculous how long Hiddink's gone without losing that game. That I mean, they've drawn lots of games. They've drawn lots of games, and they've never really looked. Imp- like Chelsea have never looked impressive all season, apart from the game against Aston Villa. Yeah, which which should we, be discounted. <laughs> go listen to the first ten minutes, and you're not. <laughs> so that that was interesting, but apart from that, yeah. Uh, anyone? Anyone? Just quick, anyone know why Courtois didn't play? Because um, he was in my fantasy football team, the shit. <laughs> is this not on the back of his comments about it? new contract? Or he doesn't want to, maybe doesn't want to be at Chelsea anymore? I don't know. He didn't He didn't say that though, did he? It sounds like his words are twisted. Yeah, the Chelsea fans are twisted, haven't they? He said he didn't, I don't know what exactly he said, but it, it's probably, I don't know, it's the media, isn't it? They probably just make up quotes. <laughs> just because he hasn't said he's going to be there for the rest of his career, that means he's going to leave next season. Uh, yeah. It sounds like what they're saying. So they thought, well, we'll stick you on the bench. We've got Asamir Begovic, who's done okay. <coughs> well, how do we think? To, what, will Chelsea be back in the top four next season? It's going to be a tough ask, isn't it? With Spurs establishing themselves there now. Not with this squad. Yeah, You just look at their strikers: Falcao gone, Pato probably gone back, Costa. Possibly, yeah, Costa possibly back to Spain. Remy not good enough at this level. That leaves you with Pedro and Kennedy as your two strikers. Well, they're not strikers. No. Also, also, is Hazard staying around? Possibly not. He seems to want to go as well. <laughs> I think. I think that the, the if Madrid get their wish and manage to offload some of the players they want to get rid of. I think you could see him in a Real Madrid shirt next season. And William for that matter as well. I think. And there's, there's, there's a potential for Chelsea to make a lot of money with the players they can sell. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot. Be- because you have to remember that the Real Madrid model involves buying the best player in the tournament and Ian Hazard's about to play for Belgium in the Euros. <laughs> I mean, the fact he's been awful all season will be irrelevant. <laughs> He'll score one wonder goal and that'll be it. Yeah. £80 million pounds coming Chelsea's way. It looks like a very weak squad. You're looking, I'm looking at it now. Look, Ivanovic, Zuma, Baba, Cahill, Terry, Aspilicueta. I mean, well, that, that's assuming Conte decides to keep keep Terry as well. Well, yeah, he's he's doing his nice guy act. He paid for a, a young fan's funeral today. It's a fair play to him, but it's going to take quite a lot to turn your image around, John. At this stage, I think. <coughs> uh, do you want to talk about Everton's result at the weekend, Adam? No. <laughs> It was a one-all draw with Watford for those wondering. Uh, City laboured to a win against West Brom. They really all I'll say quickly about, about Everton is the season. The, uh, Everton's whole season will be defined by um, April the twenty-third. That's a FA Cup. That's the FA Cup semi-final. Okay. Uh, Tom, question: Sammy Nasri, worst hair in the Premier League? Oh, it's up there, isn't it? It is pretty bad. <laughs> right up there. Yeah, I don't think the rain helps. I'm necessarily blonde. But worse, really? I mean, did, did we not see the plaques in Andy Carroll's hair? <laughs> Remember Abel's hair as well. <laughs> True. 
I want him to forgive Carol Fowler because that takes some balls to be a six foot yeah. six white man and have that sort of hair. Maybe it doesn't if you're six foot six. <laughs> True, yeah. If um, uh, also, also, who else? Um, who I feel like we've missed some. Abel Xavier, by the way, is manager of Mozambique. Amazing. That's uh, where he's from, though. Originally, <laughs> yeah. who knows? Handing out the hair dye for every match. We haven't mentioned um, Nap in charge of Jordan because we haven't podcasted for that long. No, well, amazing. Alex McLeod's man manager of Zamalek in the Egyptian <laughs> Premier. He's ventured out of his Midlands comfort zone. Well, no, he, he he was Genk manager last year. How does this make you getting jobs? It's going on a world tour. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, getting up at training grounds. Oh, I'm managing the Premier League. <laughs> Give me. Like did you see the, the Did you see the stories today about um about Sammy Nasri saying that he's exactly the type of player that Pep Guardiola is going to want? <laughs> yeah, of course you are, Sammy. So, did your mum tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> that was the first game he started uh, in over a year, I think. He's uh, he's definitely on his way out, I think, at Man City. But where though? He's probably pay- he's not gone anywhere because he's paid an absolute fortune. No, this is my stock answer to everything, but Liverpool. <laughs> they love these sort of players from bigger teams. Hey Liverpool, you've already bought a, you've already bought um, Adam Lallana, but how about you buy the French version that's a lot <laughs> stroppy and more disruptive? <laughs> Granted, he, he'll score a few more goals, but he will disrupt the dressing room completely. Yeah, incredibly. Yeah, <laughs> there's a reason France aren't adding and taking them anywhere near that squad for the Euros. Uh, Liverpool beat Stoke four-one. Uh, Divock Origi seems to have. Done alright this year, isn't he? Actually, for quite a young man, got a couple of goals again this weekend. He's, he's, well, he's the next big thing. So that means he won't, he won't ever fulfil his potential. And it means that next year's Liverpool's year. <laughs> <laughs> um, any games that we've missed from this weekend, gents? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, no. There isn't. So let's do a quick little bit of gossip before we hit our um, some of our highlights from the, uh, the four years that we've been podcasting. Uh, yeah, on A to these then. Uh, Marino, Is this the Metro War? <laughs> you can give me your thoughts on where they're coming from. I just like the idea that instead of saying no, we say, "Oh, that must be." For-. That's just us. The answer is it's from the Metro. <laughs> Okay, uh, Arsenal have opened talks with Borussia Mönchengladbach for Swiss midfielder Grant Sh- Chakra, I assume that is. Grant Chakra. Yeah. Is he a defensive No, you're a, br- you're a brave man to pick that one because I read that bit of gossip at work today and thought, how do you pronounce his name? <laughs> I didn't. You know how sometimes there's those words that... Um, like Shakiri's first name. But you, you know how there's those words that sometimes you can get to like, well... Be our age now, and you'll say it, and you someone will just go. That's no, that's not how it's said. Because you've wrong. you've never heard it said out loud before. You've just <laughs> imagined it in your head. Yeah. That that one, I just decided I'm not even going to bother imagining it. I'm just gonna. He's a person, and I'm going to go beyond that because I can't even work out where to start. <laughs> Do Arsenal need another midfielder? Arsenal need another manager. Oh. <laughs> You're I'm not going to find anyone disagreeing with you here. No, <laughs> <certainly> not. <laughs> All right. Um, Anthony Martial wants Zlatan Ibrahimovic to join him at Old Trafford. I want that to right? happen. Yeah. Who doesn't want Zlatan in the Premiership? <laughs> that would be amazing. A crazy person. Yeah. Could be at Chelsea. Hmm. 
Possibly, yeah. He'd love London life. Um, relegation from the Premier League for, for Newcastle and Sunderland would bring economic gloom to the North East, according to a business leader. What the fuck must that look like? If this is if this is an economic boom, what the fuck must an economic bo- gloom look like in the northeast? Oh my god! Wow. Do not venture northeast if they both go down. That's for certain. Uh, Nigel Pearson and David Moyes are the leading candidates for the Villa job. Yeah, that sounds about right. Moyes a bit. I think both of them would potentially be. Good. I don't really rate Pearson. I think he's mental. <laughs> he definitely is mental. But I think I think Moyes especially would be very good there. I think that's a chance for him to rebuild his reputation. And... I do, yeah. Uh, Swansea are trying to bring back Brendan Rodgers as the club edged towards a takeover worth one hundred and forty million pounds. What I like about that is it sounds like it's almost conditional on it. That, yeah, I'm only going back. We'll buy the we'll buy the club back. for one hundred and forty million, but only if you get Brendan Rodgers back. <laughs> He's going to have to swallow his pride, isn't he, and take a lesser job. He's not getting a job at a club of the stature of Liverpool anytime soon. Well, maybe Lewis Enrique will get bored like Pep did and want a sabbatical <laughs> soon. Get Brendan to Barca. Yeah. That's our hashtag campaign for next season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents, before we finish, we're going to talk about some of our um, some of the craziest things that have happened in football in the, the, the four years that we've been podcasting. I want to kick it off. We started literally one month exactly before maybe the most dramatic Premier League incident ever. I think we all remember Martin Tyler screaming Aguero. I think we do. It, it was really? Amazing. I don't remember. <laughs> well, yeah, that was the most dramatic moment in Premier League history, wasn't it? That's brilliant. Well, came out everything, didn't it? That Joey Barton kicking off at his own team and... Well, then no, he, he then tried to he then tried to get a Man City player. He tried to claim he tried to take one with him, didn't he? Did he kick out a company? I seem to remember. Yeah, he yeah. So yeah. he went for the at least he went for the big man. <laughs> yeah, fair play to him. Yeah. Going after Sam and Azri is not going to get you anywhere, is it? <laughs> Doesn't do anything for your reputation, that. But what a moment! <laughs> that's, that's that's definitely up there in the the best Premier League moments of all time. Aguero's done very well out of that moment because what you have to remember is that they were behind, they were they needed so much. Yes, it wasn't just that one goal at that point. And um, was it was it did Balotelli score a penalty? Am I right in thinking? And the goal was set up and a goal set up by Injeco. Um, Balotelli got the touch for the Aguero goal, didn't he? Is that what Jeko like, scored a header to equalise? Yes, from yeah. Court. After it's ninety minutes, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was very late on. I'm fairly sure. I'm fairly sure time had fi- time had expired for the the Jeco goal. Yeah, they were regular both... time. Can we thank Joey Barton for winning Man City the league then? No, he... we can't thank Joey Barton. <laughs> His antics certainly added some time on for that sort of that sort of stuff. I really, I, I really enjoy watching the um, when you're watching the Man City fans trying to get back into the stadium yeah. because they'd left. <laughs> well, they'd left to try and go and support Chelsea again, probably. <laughs> Trying to nip down the road to Manchester, uh, Man United. What are, they, what are they doing leaving early on a, that game? On the last day of the season as well. well surely, and a ho- home game. With the surely on that's the when. Line. Well, regardless of that, surely that's even when. Though, you, yeah. Even so, it's t- the last game of season. Do you not want to applaud the players for yeah. all those yeah. even if they don't? They're going <laughs> to applaud you. They've gone close. It's not. You've never. You're Man City. You're not used to winning the league. It's not like. If that had been Manchester United, you could understand it and you think, yeah. uh well. We've had our league titles. This year wasn't one of them. I'm off. 
Uh, my second moment, uh, well, Suarez biting Ivanovic. Was, was well, hold on. I don't think, because I don't think, I actually think that Suarez biting Ivanovic is the most mental one. I think Suarez biting um, Kalini is the most mental one because he'd already bitten Ivanovic. True. Was there a handball on the line in the World Cup to save a shot? Oh, this is, in between. This... And a Patrice well, the... racist storm as well. This isn't, this isn't a list of all of Suarez's indiscretions. <laughs> Because if they were, we'd just have to go back to Tuesday night and watch him <laughs> in the game against Atletico. Like, true, yeah. That point in the Vanovich though was mental. He'd given away a penalty just before that, and he was obviously—I oh, don't know what he was doing. I was going to say he was trying to redeem himself, but biting someone's not the way you do that on a football field. Again, he—he's gone for the hard men, though. To be fair to him, true. Yeah, there's a there's a pattern developing here, isn't there? <laughs> Until we get to our party, if, if you go after Aspilicueta, and um, I can't <laughs> tell you who I probably I can't even tell you who plays left back or right back for Italy, but uh, yeah, got, he's gone for the hardest. Well, I imagine like, most Italian defenders are massive, pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we we definitely cannot forget Pardew. Um He's had a couple. Um, started in January of 2014 when he told. Uh, Pellegrini to shut his noise, you old fucking cunt, you fucking old cunt. <laughs> that was a personal favourite of mine. Soon after that, that was in that was in March. So he had he had a quiet February, and then he had <laughs> a player on the field. Has he hit a manager head butted a player? Well, then he had a quiet April because he was sat in the stands the whole time. <laughs> I'm not going to stand up anymore. I'm just going to stay in my seat. Well done, Alan. <laughs> I'm going to let I'm going to let John Carver deal with this. <laughs> He'll be calm and a calming presence. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh man, that was mad. I, I still can't actually believe that happened. That he head butted a player. Uh, no, it's not normal, is it? But then Nigel Pearson didn't he? He, he held James uh, MacArthur down to the ground didn't he, last season. <laughs> he, he went into him, didn't he, on the sidelines, and he's got pinned him to the ground and had him by the shirt and let go of him. Is that the same game where he did his ostrich comments? I think it might have been yeah. definite madman, like you said. Adam. <laughs> my 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 favourite highlight though from all of our time of podcasting is Stephen Gerrard falling over. We don't let this slip, boys. Oh, ah. <laughs> that's that. That's what makes it so brilliant. Uh, we all know that, obviously. It doesn't really need to be said, but... Um, uh, oh. He literally couldn't have got that any more perfect. Oh. Yeah, um, f- f- I've got I've got a couple. So, mine are... The, uh, just when the thing everyone knows but no one can say becomes something that everyone's talking about, and that was just watching FIFA completely implode. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a surprise to anyone, yet the fact it even happened was a complete surprise. Yeah, I never thought it would happen. But, everyone, but, but what you found out didn't shock you at all? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> no. It's what we knew was going to happen eventually. Um, and the fact and that then he stayed on as well. For a little bit. Yeah, he must managed to survive that somehow. How am I supposed to know what they're all doing all the, all the, all the time? <laughs> I'm only in charge. I'm not supposed <laughs> to be watching these people. They're just the puppets on my strings. 
Yeah, um, I think think if we really if we all enjoyed the Aguero moment, we I think we all also enjoyed the fact that the Gary Neville was written in the stars. <laughs> the uh, Champions League. The 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 semi the semi final where Fernando Torres scores. Oh yeah. So he, 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 d- he yeah because he he doubled down on that because he enjoyed himself in the final as well against Bayern. So. Yeah, Gary definitely it, it, enjoyed that. I'm looking for that on YouTube it, and putting that in right now. It really was written in the stars. <laughs> um, and then I think, I think for me, the most insane thing that's happened the whole time we've been podcasting is Germany, um, Germany 7, Brazil 2. Oh, yeah, Christ just about, just about to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a pretty average Brazil team, but no one saw that coming. Well, hold on. Just, I'll say that, but then when I add the words in a World Cup semi-final... Exactly, yeah. In the home town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, Brazil are playing at home. <laughs> oh, and I left the pub at halftime because the game was over. <laughs> game's over after 20... Was it 25 minutes? Yeah, it was 5-0. Five 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 <laughs> they, they score four goals in about three minutes or something stupid. Yeah, my phone was going <laughs> mental. I was getting updates from my football app and you lot in the WhatsApp chat and my other mate texting me as well. Oh, my God. What's going on? <laughs> How many, so many, how many, so many goals go in so quickly? <laughs> yeah, massive implosion from Brazil. Uh, Tom, you mentioned one about a footballer and a Twix, didn't you earlier? Uh, <laughs> never got to the end. Well, oh, we never that's did. Wrong, wrong, stunt, wrong phrase to use. Never got to the end of it. But <laughs> the, the trick is not to get to the end of it. Yeah. Well, was if you get it? to the if you get to the end of it, you've gone too far. <laughs> was it a metric story? So. <laughs> oh, see where it comes from. I can't even remember where, why, why or where it came up, but oh, that's another horrible saying. Um, <laughs> but there was a story about a footballer like him having frozen Twixes stuffed up, shoved up his asshole. Yeah, but never found out who it was. Footballer Twix up bum is what I've just googled. Um, Ashley Cole. It's on a lot of forums. Cardiff City's the first one that comes up on. Hmm. Uh, Colin mentioned the Gary Neville Valencia months as a particular highlight of the podcast. But Colin doesn't even know they existed. He didn't enjoy them at all. He doesn't recognise Spain as a legitimate league. doesn't know where it is, yeah. <laughs> I think that... It, it, to, to mention what Colin would have enjoyed, Colin would have enjoyed... I think the moment Colin probably enjoyed the most was um, was the, that, the cup runs of Bradford when they came from 2-0 down against Chelsea to win 4-2. Yeah, and them going to Colin absolutely lost his shit when they went to the League Cup final. Yeah, I love that League Cup Ignore- final. I'm getting thoroughly destroyed by Swansea. Oh, Colin doesn't talk about that bit. Don't talk about that bit. <laughs> that ruins the romance of it. Yeah, <laughs> let him have his moment, Ross. <laughs> oh, we missed Hazard kicking a ball boy. They no, didn't know an adult ball boy. <laughs> ball boy. A poor boy who came out of retirement for one last job. <laughs> yeah, that was quite a controversy for something fairly low-key, wasn't it? it? didn't really kick him. Just kind of shuffled his foot towards him in a, a menacing manner. Jose Mourinho oh, managed to, managing to get himself sacked by going after the club doctor. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, any, any more from you, Tom? I don't like thinking of the last four years in football, to be honest. <laughs> Fair enough. The championship when we started this podcast, so... Oh, well. Well, maybe in four years' time we'll be uh, back where you are now, 
Well, no, you're, you're, in, you're in pretty much exactly the same place you are where four years ago, aren't you? True, yeah, we're in, uh, we're just stuck. Lower the table of 15th in the championship. Hello. Colin yeah, life hasn't Joey really changed. Colin did mention Joey Barnes' French accent, and that was a particular highlight as well. Yeah, again, yeah. YouTube that. Get that for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose also you have to look at the, not just what happened in football, but what. What's happened for the, the well originally the five of us? You got yes. James living off in Australia, possibly <laughs> loving life. If you follow his Instagram who, accounts, who knows? Greg was uh, Greg. Greg what, he was tweeting about yesterday something about someone's mum being Jimmy Abdu. <laughs> he loves Jimmy Abdu an unhealthy um, amount. <laughs> Greg, Greg and Tom were students back then. Greg's a teacher. Charge of moulding young minds. <laughs> but has lost an iPad. <laughs> so, you're not a real grown-up if you can't look after an iPad. <laughs> I don't let mine out my sight. No, same here. Um, <clears throat> well, I, I, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a, a child accountant when we started. Ross, you certainly hadn't, didn't have a baby. <laughs> no, true. But not even a baby anymore, a toddler. Yeah, a two-year-old next week. Yeah, Tom, you got a job at least, Tom. Well, wow, that's not patronising at all, is it? <laughs> I, I I went with student, Tom. I tried to start with... You got a job, well done. Well done, Tom. Well done. You what? had more and than you won... most of us, actually. And you won loads of money on... Dutch, Dutch youth football. football. I did. I did do that. <laughs> and you tried to chat up a girl with sick in your beard and it didn't work. Uh, Think yeah, about it. But... All Colin's got is the fact that he's written some terrible songs <laughs> and got David Hague out of prison. Yeah. I mean, no one really wanted that either. Apart from <laughs> and... and his sister. That's about it. Really, it's the answers that are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've had quite an event for four years, and unless I get bored again, I can't see there's a reason why we won't do another four years. I like the idea here. I saw you write on Twitter, Ross, about the idea of a mic, um, a mic drop at exactly a million downloads. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that might, might be a way out as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> I watch that counter every week tick up. That's it, I'm just going to release a tweet, and that's it. I'm going to close the accounts now and everything. Done. <clears throat> But yeah, that is all from this week's Man on the Post podcast, and it's all it, that's it. Four years, chaps, unbelievable. Just five. Well, I, I knew Adam and Greg before we started this. I didn't even know you, Tom. The first time we spoke was on the very first podcast. It was, yeah. I knew James as a, a knobhead Millwall fan from Twitter that wanted to do a podcast. Hey, that's how I know him. <laughs> and then we found Colin along the way. Not going to describe how you. Not, not going to describe how you found Colin. We'll leave that off, Mike. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think we forgot Colin's biggest achievement. Colin's biggest achievement didn't even. It wasn't even achieved by him. It was achieved by me and Russ. <laughs> Textgate 2016. Exactly. <laughs> if you want to hear that one, go back a few podcasts. Uh, hear all about Colin's escapades in the uh, dating world and his his run-ins with Vodafone. <laughs> <laughs> this show brought to you by Vodafone who we then signed the new contract with <laughs> well, why wouldn't you Ross support them they sponsor the podcast true yeah good point everyone get Vodafones Vodafone phones 
<clears throat> so yes, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do at Man on the Post, or you can follow me at Rossbell nineteen eighty four. Um, you can follow Tom on Twitter at Alano eleven, and you can follow Adam on Twitter at Adam SA one oh one. Extra time podcast will be with you on Friday mornings with Chris and Mark and probably Ryan and whoever else they can cobble together. We've had quite a, a full podcast from them recently with Ryan, uh, Alex, and Laura popping up more often I'd like to thank them for all their hard work as well they've, they've done lots and lots of podcasts it's not just us there is an extra show if you don't listen to that come and listen to it yeah <laughs> so until I'm going to say next week because we're going to try and do one next week it's a goodbye from me it's a goodbye from Tom yes goodbye. right next week and goodbye sorry Adam. bye until next week always remember to have your man on the post <laughs>